0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. episode of the Legend of Retro podcast, my name is Xander, and with me today at the Player 2 side of the arcade cabinet with the janky controls is my buddy, Craig WK. Fight! Hey, hey, Street Fighter. Keep fighting. Make the future
1: brighter. How you doing today? I'm doing great, Xander. I am very excited to be talking about uh, probably one of the more important games to ever come out.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. We, of course, are talking about Street Fighter 2 for the arcade, the SNES, the Sega Genesis. However you were able to play Street Fighter 2, we're talking about it today. What can you tell us about Street Fighter 2, Craig?
1: Yeah, Street Fighter 2 was released worldwide in March of 1991. Uh, This, you know, kind of progenitor of the modern fighting game, uh, you know, features a a bunch of different uh, Fighters. fighters who battle in the streets. fight in the streets
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and that's it yeah
1: that's uh that's pretty much uh what street fighter has going for it It, it's honestly simplicity itself and there were fighting games before it of course this is street fighter 2 of course Mm -hmm. you know but this is the game that really revolutionized the genre right and revolutionized the arcade scene Mm
0: mm-hmm It's kind of like saying there was like soft drinks before Coca-Cola, but I mean, come on, Coca-Cola really kind (laughs) of.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, And, you know, despite your feelings on Coca-Cola, it Mm? is the the last time I heard it was the number one soft drink in the world. And number two was Diet Coke. Mm hmm. They dominate the like the top two spots. I think it's like third is Pepsi. then fourth is like Sprite or something. The last I heard.
0: I've always been uh, when it came to cola and I've not had like actual cola in close to almost six years. Um, But Pepsi was my my go to over Coke myself. How about you?
1: Uh, I I didn't really like either. Like I like Diet Coke. okay, And I stopped Mm -hmm. drinking that uh, like a year and a half ago at this point. I uh, I don't drink any soft drinks anymore but uh yeah uh, uh well, if I had to choose between Coca-Cola and Pepsi I'd probably choose Pepsi.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But that's neither here nor there. That's true. We're we're talking about Street Fighter 2. Now uh, Craig, do you remember the first time you played Street Fighter
1: 2? Uh yeah, it was not in the arcade. Uh the first time I played Street Fighter 2 was uh on my Super Nintendo cartridge. Uh mm-hmm. I was terrible. I didn't know how to do any of the special moves and I used Guile and uh, I basically comboed light punches to get to the end of the game and beat it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Uh, uh, occasionally I was able to pull off his cool mid-air grab where he like breaks their back. Oh yeah,
0: it's so cool.
1: Oh, it's real (laughs) rad. Uh,
0: Mine is very similar. Uh, I played Super, or not Super Street Fighter but the original Street Fighter 2 on my SNES. My brother rented it and I was like, "What is this? What is this game? That guy looks kind of cool on the front." It was, you know, Blanca roll balling into Ryu and Chun Li. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't really understand what I was doing, but I had fun playing it. And I too was a, was drawn to Guile. And uh, I didn't understand how to do any of the super moves, except my brother taught me how to do a, a Sonic Boom, and I could do that. I just couldn't, you know, do it in a way that was like helpful to fight. Right. <laughs> you know the the hold back for two seconds, forward and punch. I had that, down, uh, had that down really good, and Guile was my was my character, but uh, yeah, I wasn't very good at the game. I, I think I could play through on the easiest difficulty and, and spam my way through. What I used to do, actually, was I would set up two controllers, uh-huh. and I would hit start on the second controller, pick the character that the computer was using, and then you could go through the story that way, and the only person that didn't work on was the final boss, M. Bison. So you had to. I could cheese my way all the way through to Bison, and then I had to beat Bison on the easiest difficulty to beat the game.
1: Man, I uh, didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, when it came to the the, you know, when Street Fighter first came out, uh, I was really bad at it. It wasn't until we got into uh, Street Fighter Alpha three mm-hmm. when I I feel like for me it turned around and that I was a decent, you know, fighting game. Uh, a person mm-hmm. at fighting games because even now I'm not great, but I feel like right. I'm at least decent. And it did not start until Alpha Three,
0: right? Yeah, I've, that's that's kind of how I feel, and I've and I kind of kept up with the different Street Fighters over the years. Um, and I've since transitioned from a a pad controller uh, to my fight stick, and I still like I'm not a good Street Fighter player, not by any stretch of the imagination. I am better than your average bear for sure, but uh, I am not good <laughs> like you see people who are, are playing in tournaments and all that stuff and i keep thinking like oh man i could do that and i sit down to do the combos like no man i can't do that
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i uh uh i i feel like if i'm if i go to a party and people are playing video games and street fighter is being played i feel like i can really dominate your average person but the mm-hmm. moment that it's people who know what they're doing, I'm just lost. I, you know, the co- like you said, the combos, I'm just like, I, I just can't do them. Mm-hmm. I just I cannot can do, pull them off.
0: I can pull off a couple, but nothing like I've not put the time in the lab as as the fighting game community will will say to to really work on a lot of the different combos. I can do I've got so I went to um my wife is uh, is clergy in the United Methodist Church, and they have a big gathering every year. It's they call it annual conference, and all the clergy meet up in one spot, and they you know they talk about what things they're going to do and this and that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gone the last couple years, um, because we've we've had our kids, and it's it's easier for me to like take them and then you know get the milk supply from Sarah as uh, as I'm watching the kids through the day. And sure. it's like there's like it's in a hotel. We've got a pool, like all that fun stuff. All that to say it's in Traverse City, Michigan, which is it's a decent distance away from us here in Detroit. But they have this hole in the wall arcade called uh, what is it? the coin slot. And I was playing there and I saw these guys playing Street Fighter. I was like, oh, wow, they look like they're doing halfway decent. And I kind of walked around the place. There weren't really other any machines that I was interested in. And uh, so then I sat down to start playing Street Fighter as they kind of walked away. And then like apparently those two guys that were playing earlier watched me for a little bit and then sat down and played... And they're like, Hey man, you've got like good fundamentals, but here's some things you can, you can learn and do better. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And I keep playing with these guys and I'm just getting wrecked the entire night. Cause these guys are like, they love street fighter Two, especially on the arcade. Like they know what they're doing. Uh, and it turns out that one of them uh, went to Evo and like made top eight at one point. And I was like, <laughs> seriously? Oh. <sighs> yeah. It was either top eight or top, maybe like top 50, one of the two, either way. I was like, Oh, so that's why I'm not beating you at all good to know (laughs)
1: yeah that'll do it uh yeah but it was it was
0: reassuring to know that based on you know you and i like i picked up street fighter alpha 3 and you can go back and listen to the street fighter alpha 3 episode that craig and i recorded a while ago and find this out i picked up street fighter alpha 3 because i played street fighter alpha 2 and guile wasn't in it and i was really upset and then i found out they put him in three so i went out and bought that game and then you and I started playing, I started like with the world tour mo- mode, started learning how to do the moves. And I think I was able to teach you like, hey, dragon punches aren't that hard. This is how you do them. Uh-huh. And then we kind of learned from there. Um, and so it's good to know that those fundamentals that we we kind of learned are like, okay, now you can, you if you want to put the time in, you can be a better player. But we just don't. There's other games that we want to play, other stuff we want to do. Right. I mean, I still have dreams of, of being a great Street Fighter player, but with kids and everything else, it's not going to happen. So I'm OK being better than your average bear. Yeah,
1: uh, it's it's you know, it, it's it's better than being uh, one of the guys at the party getting their uh, butts kicked by uh, some rando that uh, comes in and is like, oh, I'm OK, at Street Fighter and then proceeds to wallop them. Right.
0: Or the guy who's like, yeah, let's play Street Fighter. I'm really good at that game. E-Honda. Let me spam the punch button. Like, okay, you're uh, not.
1: <laughs> you're not good if you do that. You might win, but you're not good if you do that.
0: Right. That's not to say that E-Honda players don't have skill. Like, if you sure. want, again, high level play, like they they do rely on the, the hand slap. But anyway, um, story in Street Fighter.
1: Uh, there is one. <laughs> there sure is. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Uh, I really like, Now, I'm not saying it's good. I need that distinction to be known. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's good. I really like the story in all the Street Fighter games. Mm-hmm. I'd rather enjoy the 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 tale of Ryu and Ken and Ryu fighting Sagat but Sagat killed Dan's dad and that's how he got uh he, he lost his eye but Ryu gave Sagat the scar on his chest and blah right. blah, blah like it's stupid but I enjoy it
0: yeah i think the the tiny glimpses that we get every once in a while in the games like feeds into the lore and i i don't really have necessarily an interest to go like if they made comic books and stuff of that i might read an issue too but it's not like a deep lore that i need to understand every facet of i just want to be like oh that's why dan and sagat have a weird opening and sometimes is because this happened like i like that stuff i don't need to dive that deep into it and knowing some of the stuff like uh charlie and guile being buddies and all this other stuff is it's neat so when you see different adaptations like oh that's why this is gonna happen or uh-huh. you know street fighter 2v the anime is cool because it's like oh they just tease this stuff enough and i know this from the game and it's really neat to see all these these different you know character relations but uh yeah overall i don't think the story matters and i don't think no. capcom feels that way either because of the way they jump through the timelines like you know, you've got Street Fighter, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 4, and now 5. And that's definitely not the order that the games go in. It's Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter 1, I think. And then, like, Street Fighter 4, and then 2, then 5, then 3, or something. It's something wacky. It doesn't matter. The points are made up. You just find your character and you roll with it. That's what you do in a Street Fighter game.
1: <laughs> yeah, the 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 story is fun, uh, you know, in the sense that, like, you know... You can kind of figure out how characters interact with each other from their openings and whatnot, and like the little mm-hmm. bits of of story we get from the endings. You know, it's neat enough, but yeah, it, it does not matter really. Uh, yeah. Basically, yeah, you you if you're uh, a kid who grew up on GI Joe like me, you go oh guile is the american and he's in the military i'm sold you take that character and you light punch your way to an easy mode victory
0: Yep. so there was a uh a a book that was put out that had kind of like concept art for some of the different characters and some different things they were going to do and i believe in there they mentioned that guile is an a normal average set character for a quote americans to use
1: yeah, sounds about right.
0: that's what we that's what I
1: did. And that's what you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, now at this point, Ryu and Sagat would be my my. Ma- well, of course, in Street Fighter 2, you couldn't use Sagat. It wasn't until, right. like later versions. But yeah, like Ryu is the guy I use nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like we said, I think at the top of the episode, we are going to be touching on all the different iterations of, of Street Fighter 2, or at least all the ones that we care to. So if we mention DJ or Cammy or any of those characters, don't come at us like eh, that's not street fighter 2 because it is <laughs> if, it if, you, if you really is. want to think about it like all street fighter 2 and all its iterations are the original dlc like we just had to buy them in cartridges because we didn't have the internet at that time
1: uh-huh those are the dark times
0: yep um so some of the other highlights of that book uh they have uh, some other characters that were canceled for street fighter 2 there was originally going to be like a police officer with like a shield and baton like full riot gear kind of set like up
1: uh, eagle
0: probably like a less less of a like uh higher up cop than eagle Oh, you know eagle's got like the he's the the dress kind of looks like uh the character from enter the dragon um yeah kind of style probably more just your generic police officer there's going to be a ninja which was probably going to be similar to i think it was uh genki from the very first street fighter game because there was a ninja in that game uh in a ugandan mystic just like a big like tribal guy oh Uh, again from the original street fighter but not wearing like a shirt and had a like a stick like a like a bow staff that was like had hinges and stuff uh a rip off of kinchiro from fist of the north star
1: (laughs) oh man how did we miss out on kinchiro
0: probably because like okay we're already ripping off mike tyson we can't we can't do (laughs) that We're getting away with that because it's a, he's an American. We can't rip off on a Japanese thing. We just can't do
1: it. Oh my more. Shinderu.
0: Uh, Blanca's original design, he was going to be like a just a beastly like he was going to be like a, a the concept art shows him as like an African-American guy, just like gigantic and ripped like Blanca with the chains and they probably thought better of that. That's um, you
1: know for the best that they didn't want you know a black guy in chains as one of their fighters I mean, it, so who wasn't, thunk it?
0: it was the early 90s they might have gotten away with it
1: oh they would have absolutely gotten away with it
0: certainly wouldn't have been uh super great yeah. there was an original design of uh vega where he was more of a, a knight templar like the you know that's just like a holy knight kind of look oh, with a yeah. sword. He was like, he was like svelte and like still, and there was another one where he was like bulkier, but still had the mask and they kind of combined the two, gave him a claw and made him a bull fighter, I guess. Um, and the only other thing that really stuck out to me with that was uh, Zangief's original name was going to be vodka Garbalski, <laughs> which oh, I think Zangief is a much better name.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, let's face it. Uh, Street fighter is a xenophobic game. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, Japan playing is playing very heavily on stereotypes. A, Japan's unfortunately a pretty xenophobic country, and uh, honestly, I feel like, uh, I, yeah, it's it's for the best they made those changes. They probably should have made more changes, uh, but that's either here or there.
0: Right. Uh, we touched on uh, Balrog being Mike Bison in Japan. You know, and they the, there was also a character Mike in the original Street Fighter, a big American black guy who was a boxer. <laughs> M. Bison, up.
1: M. Tyson, and yeah, then of course, very, and I'm sure every all of our listeners know, but the names in Japan got changed. So the final boss is Vega, uh, the bullfighter is Balrog, and the boxer is M. Bison. play on mm-hmm. M. Tyson, and so they just swapped all those names around.
0: Yep. Uh, Vega is more of a menacing name in Japan than it is America. So I think that's why they gave that to uh, Balrog, if you will. And so let's clear it up. And I think we've mentioned this before in America, Balrog, we call him boxer in Balrog, the, the, the bullfighter, we call him claw. And then M. Bison is dictator. So if I say boxer claw and dictator from here on out, that's what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, because my gut reaction is always to use the proper names hmm uh you know the way they're intended and so yeah that just gets confusing so
0: yeah i for once i found out that switch again it was from watching uh street fighter 2v with subtitles and noticing that they were calling balrog bison i was like wait hang on a second
1: <laughs> right
0: uh as soon as i found that out and i knew what their original names were i immediately switched to their their japanese names but then as you start talking to more people in america you realize you can't do that and it's so it's just much easier to be like oh yeah boxer dictator and claw like, yeah <laughs> if they know you know the, again it's all presumed on on uh, knowledge that people should have but if you're listening to this we assume you want to know these things
1: indeed uh, so Xander uh, I, if I remember right and you can correct me if I'm wrong uh, Street Fighter 2 originally didn't have a combo system and like they they like played around with the programming and it ended up being where you could combo moves and they were going to take it out and then they thought no wait this is kind of cool
0: yeah, so it started off, it was a glitch that allowed the characters, after they performed one move, to go into another one and kind of made the the kind of combo system because um, originally it was going to be kind of a lot more like the first Street Fighter where you hit the character recoils and you have to try to get another hit in. Um, people had fun with it and they're like, oh, well, it's a glitch. We didn't mean to do this. Let's switch it back and the developers played it. and They're like, oh, this is dull. Let's go back to the other way. Uh-huh. And so they, you know, by doing so, they Revolutionized the fighting game as we know it. And that's basically what leads to games like Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat and Tekken and every other fighting game that we know now relies very heavily on the combo system. So, what started off as a glitch turned out to be this groundbreaking, incredible thing for future fighting games. Another thing that they played around with was uh, dizziness. They were supposed to be, um, they had originally played with the idea of if you are in a dizzy state, you take double damage. From from any attacks. And they would put flags on dizzied uh, animation. So if you got hit in that, you would take more damage <clears throat> as a result of being dizzied. And then they realized how overpowered that was and took it all out. Except for one frame and reuse animation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one it is, but apparently there's a frame and reuse animation. If you hit him while he's dizzied, he will take a, just a boatload of damage.
1: Man, I should probably switch to Ken, but I just can't do it. Reuse my guy. <laughs> I don't care if they are basically the same. They are the same character in the first game,
0: basically. Yeah.
1: I, uh, so yeah, let's uh go through uh the the original fighters, uh for sure. You know, and who who we enjoyed playing. So we mentioned Ryu oh. is who I've used. Uh, the you know martial artist from uh, Japan who fights with a a pretty kind of standard, uh, what would we say that is like a karate style.
0: So I have in front of me the Street Fighter World Warrior Encyclopedia, the arcade edition. And I can tell you his fighting style is martial arts rooted at Nsatsuken.
1: Is that like the real thing or is that like their fakes thing?
0: I think it's, yeah, who knows? I think it's, I think it's designed like Nsatsuken, I believe is a, a, an actual fighting style. Oh, okay. Um, Because Ryu, the character is based on a uh, character. I think it's Masutatsu and I can't remember the guy's last name. Uh, but he is based on a real martial artist. Oh, okay. So it is probably um, based on that. There, um, I do have. So this also tells me their birthplace, their birthday, and all this other other fun information. And as we go through the original World Warriors, the the original eight characters, I thought I would bring these uh, these up and share some of that with you. So Ryu, do you know what his birthday is?
1: No, I have no July
0: twenty first. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> He's 175 centimeters and 78 kilograms, and he's blood type O. Oh. He likes the Path of the Warrior and Mizu Yukon. He dislikes spiders, and his special abilities are that he can sleep anywhere and hitchhiking.
1: Well, he's a hobo, so yeah, I should hope so. (laughs) If those weren't his skills, then he's in the wrong profession.
0: You're not wrong. <laughs> I can. Only, I've not actually. I've kind of thumbed through this book, so it's going to be kind of like our our Mega Man uh, encyclo like Robot Master Field Guide. I have a feeling that we're going to find some really weird stuff in this book. So who's next after Ryu? Uh,
1: how about E Honda? He is a sumo wrestler from Japan, and of course, his fighting style is that you know he does sumo.
0: Yes, he is. I'm looking for the page right now. It's got so this has got every character from Street Fighter Alpha through Street Fighter Five. Oh, so there's a lot. So, yeah. Uh, e Honda, birthday November 3rd. Birthplace Japan. Fighting style Japanese sumo wrestling. He's 185 centimeters, including his hair, and he weighs 137 kilograms. His blood type is A. He likes Tiramisu, Chankonabe, and mm-hmm. Sento. He dislikes indecision, and his special abilities. It says hot sp- a hot pot governor and bath cleaning.
1: Ah, huh, those are very Japanese things to put that I think most uh, people in the world wouldn't fully have a, a good grasp on. I don't know what a hot pot
0: governor is. Do you?
1: I uh, well, I know what hot pot is. It's uh, like a like a, a like a Japanese stew, basically. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Hot pot governor. <laughs> governor hot pot governor i I don't know okay, this is Maybe. a super japanese uh phrase <laughs> uh, so. I uh, the reason I know this is because I googled it and I uh, uh, there is a Doraemon episode called Nobita is an annoying hot pot governor, <laughs> <laughs> which is just the like the most Japanese uh, thing ever. Uh, but it doesn't explain what that is. I can only assume it is someone who is like in charge of the hot pot, like you know, because it's like a a stew right. made at the table.
0: What's well, listed under a special ability? so maybe it just means like he is a he's a cook maybe a hot pot governor is just like a term for being a good cook
1: uh that could be uh i i assume it's the person in charge of the hot pot
0: yeah that would make the most sense
1: yeah let's let's go with that i uh although i'm now bringing up all these articles on like japanese food and cooking and stuff and i'm just like oh, this is interesting, but it's not giving me anything about what I need at what a hotpot governor is.
0: Well, this this seems like a fine oh. time to mention. Oh. oh.
1: Nade Bugyo is the person in charge of the hotpot. A direct translation could be hotpot governor, yeah. Nice.
0: Well, I was going to say this would be a fine time to mention that we have a, g- a Discord for GameZilla, and you can always jump in and find out the answers later on there, I'm sure. But uh, Craig and Google cracked the case.
1: Ah, we don't need Discord. Excellent. Cancel the Discord. I mean, we don't need our okay. fans on there anymore. <laughs> I got the answer to this hot, pot governor nonsense.
0: Oh, well, we don't need Discord. We've got Google. <laughs> so who's after eHonda? Are we going to go across next? Are we going to Guile next? We can go to Guile next. Uh, All right. I'm going based off of memory of the character select screen. So if I'm wrong, that's impossible. Um, <laughs> you're right. It <that laughs> is it's, impossible. It's entire... So Guile... The Sonic Blade, his birthday December 23rd, birthplace USA, fighting style, martial arts and professional wrestling, height 182 centimeters, 86 kilograms, blood type O, likes American coffee and dislikes the natu. Uh Ryu fed him while he was in Japan.
1: <laughs> uh, so have you ever had uh, Natto? No. Uh, it's Clearly, because
0: like, I didn't even know how to pronounce it.
1: N a t t o. Is that what it's spelled as? N a t t o oh, u. Okay. Uh, it is uh, like fermented beans that are like oh. real stringy. Uh, it they're weird. I'm not a giant fan, but like they're okay.
0: Uh, his special ability is darts. By the way.
1: But really.
0: Yep. Darts. Darts. That's what it says. Special ability. One word. Darts.
1: Huh. I assumed that his special ability was to uh, have his theme fit with anything. I don't know.
0: Right, perfect uh, musical adapt- adaptability.
1: <laughs> that's right. Uh, who else you got for so, us, uh, there, Anders. So, well,
0: next, if I'm if I'm going across the top of the the character select like screen, I do believe it is Ryu, Ihanda, Guile, and then Dalsim?
1: Uh That's fine. We can jump to Dalsim.
0: All right, sweet. Someone's gonna tell me I'm wrong. I thought that's how you were <laughs> you were looking at. It. I was like, "That's uh, no, weird." That I just have from... a
1: list of the playable characters. I don't oh, necessarily okay. have like the order on the screen.
0: Okay, so I thought you. I thought by chance you were looking that up. Was... anyway. So yeah, Dalsam, flame that lights the way. It says, uh-huh. "Birthday is November twenty second. That's my dad's birthday. Birthplace is India. That's not my dad's birthplace. Fighting style is yoga. I don't think my. I think my dad's just like angry old man." I don't know that uh,
1: yoga is a it's a is that really a fighting style?
0: That's what it says, Craig. All right. Um, height is 176 centimeters, which is variable, and his weight is 48 kilograms, which is variable. His blood type is O. He likes curry and med- uh, meditation, dislikes sweets and meat, and his special ability- abilities are preaching and selflessness.
1: Seems like a legit dude. Yep. Uh, were you ever any good with Dawson? Not really. I I always felt like he was awkward to use because his limbs flew out. Like it was nice mm-hmm. because you could hit someone on like the other side of the screen. But the moment that you missed, you really set yourself up to be hit.
0: Yeah, you. I feel like Dawson players really have to know what they're doing mm-hmm. in order to be effective. Mm-hmm. Like you need to understand what button is your anti-air, and you know when to throw out the punches, and what's going to hit because there's always that possibility. You know, if you if you whiff the the like the the crouching heavy punch, which is he kneels and like punches all across the screen, yeah, that can be punished by a regular button if the person's ready for it. So you know, kind of knowing that stuff is uh, Dawson's a specialty character. I think he's fascinating to watch. The people who are really good with him are a lot of fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so let's see. We'll jump back over and go down to Ken. This, luckily, this book's in alphabetical order, so if it seems like I'm stalling for time, it's because I'm flipping through the pages. Ken, the fire-breathing fist, was born on Valentine's Day, February 14th. How romantic. place, USA. Fighting style, martial arts, rooted in Atsutsuken. Height, 175 centimeters, weight 72 kilograms, blood type is B. He likes skateboarding and pasta. He dislikes pickled plums and soap operas. And his special abilities, if you had to guess, what would you say?
1: his special abilities yes uh he's a rich kid uh i don't know uh playing the stock market
0: cooking pasta dishes wait what that's it cooking pasta dishes yep
1: that's stupid this book is is. stupid
0: (laughs) when i think of ken i think of again street fighter 2v when he (laughs) when they're escaping so like the first or it's like in the second or third episode they fight guile and they're escaping from this american military base because they wanted to fight some some soldiers just to to feel alive you know and as they're as they're racing away ken tosses a stack of money behind him and this guy grabs it and he goes he looks at it. he's so excited he goes i'm rich and ken goes no i'm rich you're lucky
1: (laughs) i love that line so much
0: (laughs) oh ken so let's see. Next would be Chun-Li, I believe. Uh-huh. If I'm remembering the order of the uh, character select screen correctly.
1: I, uh, yeah, Chun-Li is, uh, uh, I feel like she's a pretty popular character. In her first iteration, she didn't have a projectile, though.
0: Yeah, I think very early Street Fighter. I don't think she had her, uh, What? what uh, I wish I could remember what the name of it is. And now I'm drawing
1: a blank. I don't use Chun-Li, so I have no idea what her moves are called. I,
0: I wanted to say Koken but that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's Sakura or what she yells out anyway. Anyway, Chun-Li, the strongest woman in the world who has appeared in, with, with the exception of like the first iterations of Street Fighter 3, has appeared in every Street Fighter title. Um, born March 1st, Birthplace China, uh, fighting style Chinese martial arts, which seems like a cop out. Uh, yeah, that's a, height a, is a
1: real, real vague.
0: Height is 169 centimeters. Weight she'll never tell. Blood type A likes crepes, fruits, and candy. Dislikes m bison, crime, people who can't get to the point. Special ability, ironically, is firing guns. But. Really without having a with with her original iteration, not having a uh, projectile, uh, she can fire guns. I and I realized I'm a misstep. She did not appear in, in the original Street Fighter. That's the only one she didn't appear in.
1: Uh, I Every iteration f-
0: from her uh from her, from her from her first appearance of Street Fighter 2 she's been in.
1: I stand corrected. She did have a projectile in the first Street Fighter uh, <laughs> 2 iteration. She just wasn't allowed to bring it out because uh, she'd have been thrown in jail.
0: Correct. And she would have been someone who committed a crime, which is something she dislikes.
1: Yeah, we don't want that.
0: Yep. Uh, next, I believe is oh, you know what? I messed up.
1: Miss Blanca. So it's
0: no. So it's in the top row of the characters' select screen. It's Ryu E Honda Guile Blanca, or maybe it's Blanca Guile. And then the bottom row is Chun or Ken Chun um Dalsim, and then Zangief.
1: Ah, so who's, who's so, next uh, in your book? We'll there? jump
0: up to Blanca since we since we so rudely jumped over him.
1: He's uh, probably one of your favorites, right? Uh, he's
0: a he's a fascinating character. I have got really good with him in uh, Capcom and K two, but other iterations I can't I, for whatever reason doesn't it doesn't translate to as much. Like Street Fighter four, a little bit. Uh, he's a he's a turtle character. He's a charge character. So like, he's easy enough to to get good with, but to master him is is a Task I've not been able to do. Hmm. Uh, So Blanca. Warrior of the Amazon. date is February 12th. Birthplace is Brazil. Fighting styles, electricity, and feral maneuvers. Height is 192 centimeters. Weight is 98 kilograms. Blood type is B. He likes his mother. Arapama. Tropical fruits. He dislikes army ants. (laughs) Because. Why wouldn't he? Uh, And special abilities include hunting and discharging electricity.
1: Now, see, that makes a little more sense uh, for his character. It's boring, but it makes more sense than, uh, you know, firing guns. Right. Or making pasta dishes. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Yeah. So
0: I think that leads us down. I think the only character left is Zangief, yes? For the original eight? Da. So Zangief, the red cyclone. Birth date is June 1st. Birthplace, Russia. Fighting style is a mix of Russian and American wrestling. He's 214 centimeters, 115 kilograms. Blood type is A. He likes wrestling and Cossack dancing. Dislikes ranged attacks like the Hadouken. Beautiful women of marriageable age. What? Okay. That's what it says. He dislikes ranged attacks like the Hadouken and beautiful women of marriageable age. He's He's not interested in settling down. All he wants to do is fight. I'm guessing. I hope uh, and his special his special abilities are vodka shots and cold resistance. <laughs> uh,
1: love that xenophobia. Yep. Uh Japan if you didn't know, uh, has had a rocky relationship with Russia over the years. A little bit. I uh, But uh, I also find it interesting that uh uh in the first iteration of Street Fighter 2, uh, there was still the USSR Mm-hmm. and uh it was in the process of like collapsing you know but uh uh yeah the the ussr was still a thing
0: Yep. Yeah. i kind of want to go through uh, balrog vega sagat and bison do you think we got time for that
1: probably not but if you just want to okay. give me like their special skills or something by all means
0: okay so let's uh, let's take a look at it. Just we'll do a an abridged version of the other characters. So, Balrog, destroyer of rules, born uh, September fourth. Dis or what likes women and bourbon. Dislikes fish, effort, and math. And the special abilities include gambling. My fight, buddy. My fight, money. Let's jump over to Vega. Now I'm gonna be like you'll hear the pages flipping because I have to go back and forth <laughs> through the alphabet so much.
1: Uh, uh, Vega.
0: Mm-hmm. The sweet whisper of death born January 27th likes beautiful things and himself and dislikes ugly things and blood splatter splashback special abilities include narcissism and sticking to walls.
1: I I I didn't know that that's a talent. I kind of wish I had sticking to walls. So sure. All right. I'd brag about that. Fair enough. I
0: thought you were going to say narcissism.
1: (laughs) Uh, That is uh, also something I'm uh, afflicted with. Sagat.
0: The King, born July 2nd, likes strong opponents, dislikes Shoryuken and cowards. Special ability. I want you to take a stab at this and see if you can guess.
1: Well, it's not depth perception. I can tell you that right
0: now. Funnily enough, uh, it does have something to do with depth. Can stay underwater for over 20 minutes.
1: (laughs) I feel like... I feel like some of these special abilities are like the street fighters got brought onto the news and like the newscasters were like, well, what are some of your special abilities? And they were like, you mean aside from the fact that I throw my chakra at a distance? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, like what else can you do? And they're like, and Ken's like, I don't know. I'm really good at making pasta dishes. And they're like, what's wrong with it?
0: <laughs> it's like, meanwhile, I like, I can stay underwater for two over 20 minutes. What's the exact time? Over 20 minutes. (laughs) Uh, M. Bison, the emperor of evil. Hey, he stole your tagline.
1: Oh, what a jerk.
0: (laughs) Birthday, April 17th. Birthplace, unknown. Uh, Likes, world domination. Dislikes, weak people, incompetent underlings. Special abilities, hypnosis.
1: Uh, Aside from the birthday, uh, I... I Pretty sure they just stole my uh, uh, info and just superimposed it over the M. Bison spot.
0: Well, if it weren't for the fact that Street Fighter 2 takes place in a time where the USR, USSR is still standing, I'd argue that you might be M. Bison.
1: The world will never know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I So, Xander, uh, is there anything else that we want to chat about before we jump into the music?
0: There is, actually. I wanted to touch on two things that I found that I thought were were pretty interesting before we jump into the music, and I know we're going long, and I apologize, but I thought these things were really neat. Yeah. Uh, so first off, is that Capcom uh, actually had to pay Namco to use the name Street Fighter and might still be doing to doing so today. Really? Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter 2 producer Yoshiki Okamoto uh, had mentioned um about have, having to pay Namco for the names because they had a game... Or they had a uh, a it's like fighting streets or something like that, and that was just close enough that they had they weren't able to use Street Fighter. Interesting. Or no, I'm sorry Hang on, I'm gonna leave a blank so I can fix this. yeah. so apparently, as the story seems to go, Namkai or Namco, as the story seems to go, Namco, which has since evolved into Bandai Namco, actually owned the trademark to the Street Fight name. Um, When they were making uh, Street Fighters, they had to use that, which is why there were some versions of the game that came out as fighting streets.
1: Oh, I gotcha.
0: And so that's fun fact number one. Fun fact number two is there is a reason why... you know, Zangief is a hard character to use, right? Especially yeah. in the earlier iterations, because not oh, yeah. everybody understands the whole like circular motion. And it's almost it's really difficult to do on a Super Nintendo controller. But aside from that, despite his size, he's generally kind of a weak character. And that has to do with a uh, a specific unbeatable Street Fighter 2 Zangief expert that would like play in the arcades. And people will like watch the Japanese arcades to find out what tweaks they needed to do and he was so good with the character Zangief that he would be unbeatable for so long and so the developers like well we can't make, make uh, clearly Zangief is like the strong character we need to nerf him down <laughs> so uh it's uh, so again Yosh- Yoshiki Okamoto shared um about Street Fighter 2 outside of or the finally revealing the answer to the age old question of who is stronger Ryu or Ken which is a whole other thing we can get into but I don't need to He said they explained that the character was very powerful at first, but a Zangief expert who played at a local arcade would use uh, that Capcom used to, you know, find out about the tweaks and whatnot. Um, There was a player known as the Zangief expert, and they they did a location test there. And um, regardless of how much they would balance Zangief in house, that he would always come back and and win these games.
1: (laughs) That's great.
0: Yeah, so they said uh, Capcom would send employees out to the location test and take notes on how the, who, uh, how characters are faring against one another, and the calls back to HQ reported that Zangief was strong, explaining that one Zangief player had won eighty five times in a row at one point. Jeez, oh, and so Capcom just continued to tweak him to make him weaker, I guess, until it seemed like it was a fair imbalance. So the one, this one dude, the whole thing of like the one bad apple spoils the bunch. The this one dude is the reason why Zangief is like considerably weaker despite you know his throws are incredibly powerful and stuff like that and zangief now like you get hit by him was like well that sucked because now i'm dead
1: <laughs> oh yeah he hits like a truck
0: yeah you get caught in an spd it's uh it's pretty much game over for you so but yeah Man. that's why zangief's normal attacks are not very strong but you have to watch out for his throws
1: just that one dude
0: one dude who won 85 times in a row while capcom was secretly watching
1: Hey, I mean, kudos. Like, if there's any time for you to win 85 times in a row, it's when the makers of the game are just sitting there watching over your shoulder. But the
0: bummer thing is, like, unless you're that guy, you, how do you... Like, they don't they don't mention the article that I saw nev- They never mention the guy's name. Like, you don't find this out until, like, way later. Who knows if this guy's even still alive?
1: <laughs> we have no idea. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, if he's that strong of a Zangief player, nothing can kill him, not even conventional weapons, but...
1: Certainly not Chun-Li's pistol.
0: (laughs) Probably not. He is the red cyclone and his body is pure muscle. So, Ah. but that's all the, yeah, that's all the fun facts I had. I mean, obviously we could just go on and on about the different characters. We can keep reading the, uh, the world warrior encyclopedia. But, uh, so now that we've, now that we've grown and can appreciate street fighter as the fighting game that it is and has continued to be we're we're in agreement that our characters are Ryu and Zangief. Is there another character that that stands out to you?
1: I I mean I really like Sagat, but he was one of the boss characters, so I didn't use him until like later games. So yeah, back in the day, Ryu was always my guy, yeah. Or gotcha. nowadays with Street Fighter 2, I should say Ryu is my guy.
0: Yeah, Zangief. I used to do I used to go really heavy into Ken and then uh, I swapped up the Red Gee for the Red Cyclone. And now I just love Zangief. That's all I play.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That pretty much is. Anytime I've played you in Street Fighter, that's mostly who you've been using. Yep. Well,
0: I think now is a decent enough time. We can take a, a listen to a word from one of our partners and then we can jump into the music.
1: Yeah, so the music in Street Fighter 2 was composed by uh, Yoko Shimomura and Isao Abe. Now, Yoko Shimomura has done so much. Just the belligerent amount of video games that are amazing. Uh, we're talking... Uh, uh, uh Yokoshimomura has worked on. Let's let's look at some of the uh, Super fun. Mario
0: RPG. Super Mario <laughs>
1: RPG, Legend of Mana, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, mm-hmm. uh, the Kingdom Hearts series, uh, Heroes of Mana, you know, a bunch of the mana games. Uh, worked on Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh we're talking like uh, uh, the original Final Fight, Gargoyle's Quest, just so many different games. Uh, Yoko Shimomura has done a ton. And Isao Abe has worked on quite a bit as well, but uh, mostly uh, from the Capcom side of things. Uh, We're talking uh, like the Street Fighter series, uh, the Dungeons & Dragons Tower of Doom, X-Men Children of the Atom, Mm -hmm. Pocket Fighter, uh, the Beautiful Joe uh, series. Nice. Yeah, uh, like a whole bunch of games, but mostly, uh, you know, from that uh, Capcom angle. Uh, so Isau mm-hmm. Abe, unfortunately, doesn't get as much hype, I think, as other composers, uh, despite, you know, working on Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the the music in the series is... is iconic. It, it's, I would argue, some of the most iconic music in any video mm-hmm. game. Uh, Xander, what uh, uh what's the first track we're listening to?
0: So up first, I thought it would be appropriate to start with the title screen. It's only like 27 seconds long, but you hear this and you know exactly what it is by walking past any arcade and watching these two dudes fight. So let's uh, give this a listen. a great track great opening it is lots it of energy
1: gets you super pumped when you listen to it very mm-hmm. exciting
0: so we'll jump immediately into your your favorite characters uh, theme ryu That's a good one. That's a I mean, you think of Ryu, that's a song you think of. That's such a good one, man. You think of Ryu, that's the song you think of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ryu has had other themes like from the Alpha series and stuff, but none are as good or as iconic as this one. Uh yeah. like to me, hearing this makes me think of Street Fighter.
0: Yep. Yeah. And even that's what the funny thing is. Is even though we played a lot of Street Fighter Alpha three and probably heard his theme in that, we don't think of it as much as we do this original theme. Mm-hmm. Well, jump over to my character. We got Zangief, the Red Cyclone himself. Uh, this is it's just a good song. I it, it's it might I might be biased because of the character, but I this is a really great song. Love when it switches up and you get. <laughs> it sounds so like heroic at that moment. I just I imagine that's after he's piledrived drived character and is flexing at them and just talking about how great he is. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right, so we can't talk about Street Fighter music without talking about Guile.
1: It goes with it everything. Literally,
0: it does go with everything. If you're not familiar with that old uh, that old meme on the internet, just type in Guile's meme in YouTube and you can see uh fresh prince of bel-air you can see uncle phil busting out his uh pool hall hustle
1: oh, you can a great watch
0: one. you can w- watch the guy get excited that he's not the father on maury you
1: can, <laughs> another <laughs> classic
0: you can watch the tragic uh overlay of uh the lion king where it seems like everything's going to be cool for a second and then he throws him down and it's like sad we weird, like weirdly tragic it's it's amazing how much of a chameleon this song is there was a uh a fan made game that Capcom like heavily promoted and, and released on its Capcom fan site uh, of Mega Man versus street fighter. And it was your classic Mega Man game, but you went up against street fighter characters and there was a code that you could play or you could put in that would cause Guile's theme to play over anything. And on the official soundtrack, it is listed as goes with anything. So let's listen to Guile's theme. Of Scar digging his claws into Mufasa's hands
1: and going "Long live the king!" and then throwing him into the. (laughs) Xander, uh, I cannot climb a mountain, and I don't know that I ever could. But I. I disagree. But I think that if you had me listen to this song the whole time, I might be able to climb a mountain.
0: It's true. It's it's so inspiring. You just can't can't not do what you need to do when this song is on we've got uh two more character themes and then one last song before we uh we wrap up our our time with Street Fighter 2 and we really could just listen to this entire soundtrack. Oh, it, for there's sure. not a there's not a dud in the entire soundtrack. Nope. But uh we're going to take a listen next to Boxer or Balrog or M Bison's theme. And in every iteration I hear of this song I like. The Mega Man vs Street Fighter version, every different iteration of like the SNES, the Sega Genesis, and then my personal favorite, and I think you would agree, is uh from the Street Fighter II sing album where they just got vocalists to sing over the the character themes uh with with high tide Harris singing about Bison's dream.
1: Oh, that's it's an awesome so good. one. i Honestly, though, the original version, or or it might even just be this. I think it's a Super Nintendo version. uh, You had put it on a Burn CD that Mm -hmm. you gave me like a million years ago. I think you made us both the same copy of this CD. And I just remember driving around and us listening to this theme. This might be one of my favorite Street Fighter songs ever, just because I have that memory of us like driving around after high school and listening to this song
0: oh you guys <laughs> uh yeah it's so again uh it's just a, a good track if you want to check check out the high tide harris bison's dream i definitely recommend looking into that that whole album is pretty great another standout from that the street fighter 2 sing is uh ken's theme where hironobu kagayame sings a song that's the guy who ken's does theme. Shala, shala, right it certainly is yeah so good and uh Surprising to me, uh, when we were picking out the songs for today, Craig didn't choose Dictator, but I feel like we need to listen to it. It's not an episode with Craig and music if we don't play the spooky, scary final boss ending or song, right?
1: That's true.
0: Xbox Live Arcade version of Street Fighter 2, there was an achievement for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. And this song, I didn't think it would bring back those memories of trying to get that achievement, but it does. And I don't know that I ever did get that achievement. <laughs> but uh this this song was always uh just just fear inducing because that fight on the hardest difficulty for for your average than or better than the average bear player was still very difficult.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, it is such a foreboding song with like the bells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it is a, a really cool final boss theme.
0: Yeah. You hear that initial like bell in, the, in that song and you immediately think of the giant bell in the middle of the screen and the storm cloud just going over your head. Like so cool. I still think probably the most iconic bison stage is the the just the dark field, like the grassy field where you fight him in Street Fighter Alpha three. And he just has that crazy cycle crusher that goes across the screen oh
1: that is so cheap it's so <laughs> ridiculous
0: you're not wrong but uh yeah just bison's so cool slash Ballrog, slash dictator and i by Ballrog, i mean vega anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's late we're getting ourselves confused with all these different names let's uh let's take a listen to the staff Roll, which is a song that i i always forget about but every time it comes up i'm like man this song is so good so uh this is the the probably less familiar for average, average listeners the staff role. This was the ending credits to a Mega Man X game. I would believe you.
1: Yeah, honestly, I forgot how awesome that song is. I haven't heard that in a long time.
0: Yeah, that song is so good. But uh, that that wraps up our time with with Street Fighter Two today. I think. Yeah. Did you have any any parting thoughts? Are you parting Hadokens, if you will. Parting shots.
1: I uh, I do. I uh, I have five actually. Okay. One tiger. Two tiger three tiger four i really recommend that people do get this game there's like hd versions that have come out over the years mm-hmm. uh there's the on
0: artwork and the the hyper edition or whatever the the ultra hd edition that came out on xbox is really good yeah the game stands, you know, stands up
1: man. It, it definitely does and if nothing else there's just the old versions you know that you can get you know uh, uh like the nintendo switch online i think there's a version on uh street fighter game on there isn't there
0: uh i don't think so there is definitely a a nintendo there's the ultimate street fighter 2 that came out for switch
1: oh that's maybe what i'm thinking of
0: yeah where you can play as violent ken and evil ryu oh
1: that's right
0: because those were the final challengers that's what they called
1: them uh yeah so i definitely recommend if you've not ever familiarized yourself with street fighter 2 highly recommend you do it uh and then the fifth point tiger tiger uppercut
0: Oh, I thought you were going to do Uppercut. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. Because <laughs> you get a bunch of tigers in a row, and then it eventually leads to Tiger Uppercut. That's true. At least it did for me. Cool. Uh, well, I agree with you on all tigers and, and tiger uppercuts, even though you didn't say it. And uh, that you should definitely check out Street Fighter 2 if you haven't. It's a it's a game that will go down as arguably one of the best ever made. So let's, uh, let's take a jump into uh, our retro relapse, shall we? Jones in for a classic game, it's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast.
1: Retro Relapse.
0: Now, Street Fighter 2 was released, you said in 91 or 92? Uh, 91, I do believe. 91, so then we then took a trip 19 years into the future for Street Fighter 2010, the final fight.
1: Wait, is this a Street Fighter game or is this a Final Fight game? It's
0: hard to say, because the main character is Ken, but his best friend Troy is the one who goes missing slash is killed.
1: Man, did Ryu and Ken have a falling out?
0: Maybe. Who knows? 19 years in the future, a lot of stuff can happen. So... Yeah, we uh we had to we had to pick a game for retro relapse. Uh Craig jokingly said maybe we should do Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and I was like, oh, we kinda did that already with doing the mother episode and or mother two episode and our retro relapse is mother one. Let's maybe do something a little bit different and try Street Fighter 2010. What did you think of Street Fighter 2010? Well how far did you get?
1: I got to uh, uh where you got, so you had streamed yeah, and uh, got up to the the dude who uh, was a like guts man. Uh, he was like Doc Terror from uh, Centurions. Uh, Centurions with a metal arm, right? Yeah, I got to him. Uh, in unlike you, who went back and fought him again, uh, I fought him once, died, started at the beginning of that level again, and I just was like, nope, I've seen enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I had I had a little bit of time this afternoon, and I thought, ah, I'll stream this. Why not? Let's let's just have some sort of uh, record of me playing this game since our retro relapse videos have uh, been killed by COVID. And uh, yeah, I uh, it took me a couple tries to get through the first level, and then I kind of realized there were different different options for your uh, punches. Like if it's almost like Smash Brothers, where if you hold the direction and the, and hit the punch button, you did a little bit stronger of an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I assume there are more moves that I don't know about, but I was able to get through that. The second fight was weird against the guy who's, it's like a, a fixed screen, and then you have to, he like throws rocket punches and can swing around. Yeah, that guy took like me the, a little
1: bit. He has like the flail uh, cannon that he shoots out the spike ball and chain.
0: Yeah. I've died to him a bunch of times, and then I feel like he eventually started taking it easy on me and didn't do the horizontal punch anymore. and would just do the vertical or the diagonal and then the swing, and I was able to to take him out and then there was that weird level where you just walk across like a very small screen, and then
1: you—that <laughs> like, was so weird. I,
0: and then you go to this uh, auto scroller where you again you, you fight uh, Doctor Terror or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, from the uh, Centurions.
0: slash Gutsman, and yeah, I I feel like so I made I made a save uh, save state when I was playing, and I feel like I would go back and try it again. Like eventually, the music, the music started to kind of get into, or I started to get into the music, and I feel like I kind of like the challenge of it, but I don't think it's necessarily a good game.
1: Yeah, I feel like the controls are a little on the clunky side. I uh, I just I don't know. I felt like the enemies moved way faster than how like than how you could react. Yeah, uh, and it-
0: there was that one weird spot in the auto-scrolling level where you had to like just purposely take damage <laughs> to get through, otherwise you would just get stuck in the auto scroll and
1: die. Uh I did uh realize that you know how they explode? Yeah. The shrapnel doesn't hurt you. Oh. So I was able to to kill him and just ran through right after I killed him so that the because the shrapnel oh, didn't do anything. Uh, by the well, way that's good to know. Uh the composer for this game uh is uh Junko uh Tamiya uh who Yeah worked on Mega Man 3 Uh, Not Mega
0: Man 3, uh, worked on some of the Mega Man games.
1: uh, What I'm seeing here from this list online is Darkwing Duck little Nemo the dream master oh, as little Gonzo. Nemo is what I'm thinking of yes and then uh, uh let's see Strider Bionic Commando
0: yes that's what I'm thinking of
1: I uh, so yeah th- there's definitely some solid Capcom games that Junko Tamiya has worked on and yeah the music in this game is quite good and the the art is nice the graphics look fine mm-hmm. but yeah it, I just feel like the controls aren't as tight as they could be and the plot is a stupid incomprehensible mess
0: oh yeah that's that's crazy that's uh but it's something that I'm intrigued and would definitely go back and play more of. So I I think, I I think it's a passable game and the music is enough to keep me wanting, wanting to play.
1: I feel like for me, this probably on the eight bit scale gets like a four and a half out of eight. It's I I wasn't a big fan of the controls and I feel like the, the short range attacks uh, are clunky when you have like, things directly under you but you can't duck to hit them
0: yeah a, a duck option would have been real nice
1: yeah i i feel like there's a lot of stuff that could have been improved in this game but it's not a bad game
0: yeah yeah i think i think four and a half is, is probably the right score because it is it is better it's like it's a passing game so i think it's better than 50 percent. um but yeah there's some small tweaks and, it, and it, it could just be a product of its time where you know they weren't really there's like whatever it's a video game take it and play it kid basically (laughs) yeah being able to crouch or doing like lower damage because i feel like a lot of times i had enemies that were like hitting me in the legs and that would have been great to just like kneel and punch Uh (laughs) but you can't so maybe there's another again maybe there's something in the controls that i didn't know where it's like oh this is a kick attack and this is how it works who knows but on the nes you have two buttons and if it doesn't do one of those two it's You got to be real creative. So without a manual, who knows? But yeah, four and a half sounds good to me. But uh, any other thoughts on Street Fighter 2010? Did you have uh, information? It's Capcom, right?
1: Yeah, Capcom. Capcom. Uh, Of course, (laughs) yeah, Capcom. Uh, But aside from that, I don't really have too much more on uh, Street Fighter 2010. The final fight.
0: Right. Who knows if it just meant that now? Well, it can't be that Street Fighter turned into Final Fight because Final Fight characters show up in Street Fighter games. I don't know. The whole timeline's colluded. <laughs> uh,
1: I think that the localizers didn't really give a dang. And basically, right. they were just like, hey, let's slap the name Street Fighter on this thing and send it off to America.
0: And make a blonde guy named Ken. Let's do that. That won't trick anybody at all.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. In the original Japanese version, uh, the dude's name is Kevin Straker.
0: Kevin Straker. Neat.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, not really a Street Fighter game. It just got localized as one. Fair enough. Not really much of a Street Fighter game, but yeah, it got localized as a quote unquote Street Fighter game.
0: Well, from one Capcom game into a future Capcom game, let's talk about the future in another Capcom series and take a look at our uh, Mega Man Robot Master bracket. And what a bracket it is. We're down to the final four, the grand pre-finals or the semi-finals or whatever it's called. It's the final four and we're going to vote on them because they're robot masters and they've got theme songs. The first one we're going to take a look at today is Galaxy Man from Mega Man 9. This is composed by Ipo Yamada and was a first round pick and it's pretty much dominated everything so far. So let's take a listen and we'll find out what it's going up against in just a minute. Final Four is Bubble Man, composed by Takashi Tateishi, and this is from Mega Man 2, another favorite. Let's take a listen to this one and see if it's better than Galaxy Man. You've listened to the songs. Now it's time to head over to Facebook, look up the Legend of Retro's page, and take part in our reaction poll, since regular polls have gone missing for some reason, and vote between Bubble Man and Galaxy Man. Once you've done that, then you head over to Twitter at Legend of Retro GZ and you vote there in the poll. And then when you're done with that, you go to our Discord. You can find information there at slash Discord. And then you can make a vote in our emoji poll in the Legend of Retro channel. And then if you are so kind as to give us $1 a month on Patreon.com slash Media, you get an extra vote there and you get all kinds of fun stuff like the, uh, what's that thing called, Craig? Uh, I think it's called, uh, State of the Zilla. That's right. It sure is the State of the Zilla where every, any random person from Gamezilla Media comes in and talks about whatever they want. They sure do. And it's pretty entertaining. Shut up, Craig. No one cares. If you can give us $5, then you uh, get some things too, right, Craig? You sure do. Do you want me to say it? No, Craig, I don't want you. You've talked a lot in this episode, and no one wants to hear it anymore. So for the $5 mark on Patreon.com, you get all kinds of bonus shows from all the GameZilla media shows, including Game Shark from Lila... Are you okay? I am, Craig. I'm trying to talk. It's really rude that you keep interrupting. Sorry, Xander. It's fine you get Game Shark from The Legend of Retro, our bonus show where we do all kinds of things. We talk about our own top 10 lists or top five lists, depending on how many people are there. Sometimes we have extra rhythm of retros, all kinds of cool stuff. And just for $5, you get access to that as well as bonus shows from GameZilla and Noobs and Dragons and Last Action Podcast. And uh, I don't know, some other shows probably. I don't think there are. Craig, if you interrupt me, one more time. I can't I can't be held responsible for what happens. Sorry, Xander. You better be. Anyway. Well, I've been completely derailed now. You know where to vote. You know how to give us dollars. We thank you for those dollars. And uh I think now we gotta just wrap up the episode. So Craig, are you ready to go back and record the rest of the episode? Craig? Yeah. You have permission to speak now. Sorry. Yeah, I'm ready to finish the episode. Good. Let's do it. And clear your throat or something. You sound weird. Sorry, Xander. And here we are back in the past. Thanks,
1: whoever that was, for all of your insight and music. You're so handsome and wonderful. I hope it was me so that I can be as wonderful and handsome as Xander probably was the one who did it.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I hope it wasn't Chops.
1: Uh, if it was chops i don't think it'd get done
0: probably not
1: yeah he wouldn't You wouldn't remember right to do it
0: yeah i i'm the one who edits the episode that's it's it's on me i'll do it <laughs> so thanks future xander slash past xander depending on how you're looking at this timeline
1: the legend of retro time continuity is uh kind of like Street fighters time it. continuity
0: yeah <laughs> i stupid and i hate it <laughs> Uh, fair enough well let's uh let's just talk about how people can vote on there just in case past xander didn't actually scratch that we're gonna assume that i do do that
1: xander's so smart there's no way he'd forget to do these things
0: right well all that's left is for us to sign off since future xander took care of everything else so
1: man did future xander also take care of ending the episode for us
0: I hope so. That would be really nice. But just in case he didn't,
1: it's, let's yeah. uh,
0: let's say thanks. Let's say thanks to everybody who's in our Discord and all of our listeners. And thanks to you, Craig. Thanks for, for helping me become a bigger Street Fighter person in my younger age.
1: Uh, Xander, I owe you thanks because it's you who brought Street Fighter Alpha over. And we're like, hey, we're playing this. And I was like, yeah, all right.
0: Yeah, but if I didn't have someone solid to play with, I probably would have lost interest after I finished World Tour mode. That could very
1: well be the case.
0: So we are mutually thanked.
1: Thanked we is.
0: And we'll catch all of you next time when When the legend legend continues. continues.